We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT every Thursday at this time. We are joined by Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com and we talk a little Notre Dame football recruiting. And Brian, it sounds like you're out and about in an area that'll be close to where I'll be going later tonight. Cruising through yes. Ohio, huh? Yes, in the Buckeye State. Yep. Going to see uh <laughs> see my grandmother. Now, did you did you say you're near Lima, Ohio? Uh, do not even go there. You know it's Lima. <laughs> oh, it is Lima. <laughs> yeah, it is Lima. That's funny because like years years ago, when I was early early in my radio career, this this guy who was kind of like a you know like a, a headhunter for you know stations around the he was trying to get me to move there to take a job and in Lima, Ohio. In Lima, Ohio. So Good, smart decision to stay where you are. I grew up, I was okay. born and raised in Ohio and uh, the school I went to was called bath. So Lima bath. So not only did we get the Lima jokes, we got the bath jokes <laughs> and uh, you know, funny story, the best high school football player I saw my time growing up was Mike Elston. No Mike kidding. Elston, who's six, five was a running back at no St. Kidding. Mary's Memorial. Who's huh. our, who was our rival back in high school. Now we never played them in the playoffs cause they were a, they were a division up. But we were in the same league, Western Buckeye League. So I was a water boy on, on the, for the varsity <laughs> team. I was like in the fifth grade, fourth uh-huh. or fifth grade. And uh, I just remember walking by him after the game, and he just like six, just towering over me. You know, like Lima's a place where you recruit a bunch of Division three kids, right? Okay. And then there's Mike Elson who went to Michigan, 6'5", running back. He was an outstanding player in that region. But wow. yeah. So it's a, a little funny. So I told him that story once. I don't think he liked it because then I told him how young I was at the time. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he liked it, but he was a heck of a high school football player. He's still really, like when you think about it, Mike Elston's still, like, you know, he looks pretty young. For He you does. Know. He does. He does. Well, as the way he's recruited lately, he's going to keep them young. That's you know? exactly right. Pretty, pretty energetic and uh, and pretty excited about what he's bringing in. That's right. Well, you know, let's. I was talking a little bit about Brian Kelly in the first segment, and you had – Kind of an interesting report this week. You've been hearing that BK has been uh, a lot more involved, a, a different kind of difference maker in recruiting during this cycle. So can you kind of give us an idea of 
the kind of things that you've heard about that. Yeah, there's just there's there's a lot of different things. So it's not just one thing, and that's what's been encouraging for me. You know, so for example, you know, back when Notre Dame offered Keon Keeley, who's now a committed player in the 2023 class, back when he was offered by Notre Dame, and I think it was March. You know, I had one of my reporters reach out to him and you know say, "Who have you talked to?" And he talked about you know how Brian Kelly had already called him and talked to him and was engaged with him. That, that rarely happened in the past. You know, we talked about. I talked to a source the other day that was telling me that you know when Billy Shrouth was kind of leaning back towards Wisconsin, that you know one of the people that really was driving the the recruitment to try to get him back in the fold at Notre Dame, along with Tommy Reese, was Brian Kelly. You know, we talked to a, 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 a really talented 200, 2023 kid that whose name you know, I didn't put out because I don't want to like say who these kids are. But you know, we asked him what coaches he talks to the most, and Brian Kelly was the first name out of his mouth as far huh. as the the impact that Brian Kelly made when talking to him. And that's kind of been our thing, Sean, that I've been saying for years is. Brian Kelly would be a needle mover if he was recruiting, if he was more involved in recruiting. And not only has he gotten more involved from what it seems like for, for what our sources are telling us and what players are telling us and what parents are telling us, he's dove in head first. And it's not a surprise that, yes, Marcus Freeman, hiring Marcus Freeman, which is a big part of that, Mike Elson, Mike Mickens, but you're not going to have the number two class in the country. You're not going to be doing what Notre Dame is doing right now if the head football coach is not also involved and that's been a very important thing to the start to the 2022 and 23 classes. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we, I think it was last week we were talking about this, that, that Brian Kelly just seems like he has pushed those chips all in. And, yes. you know, regardless of, you know, just not just with this, but it just was so many facets of what he's done this offseason. Yeah, and I mean, I've heard a lot of different things about, think you know, conversations Brian Kelly's had, changes he's made to the program, just his demeanor. Being around more, I had a parent who was like, you know, I, my my son has been kind of associated with Notre Dame for for almost three years, and I've never really talked to Brian Kelly. And you know, I was on campus this summer, and he came up, shook my hand, gave kind of gave me a half hug, and was just super huh. excited to see me. And I just I think what it is, Sean, is I, I think Coach Kelly, when you when you look at the game against Clemson on November seventh, and then you look at the ACC title game and the and the the, cotton, the Rose Bowl against Alabama, I think what Brian Kelly realized in those games is we're close. Right. We're really close. This isn't like 2012. This isn't like 2015, you know, when, when even with Jalen Smith and Will Fuller, Ohio State had so much more talent than they had. We're really close as a program, if, you know, looking at it from his standpoint. And we've got some talent. We've just got – we're a couple things here and there away from being there. And, and, and that's – I mean, look, like any competitor, I think his legacy matters to him. It should. It, it would to me if I was in his shoes. And he knows, I believe, that that what that championship means. He's been a national champion, so I think he knows, you know, that, that he wants to get there. And if you can win a championship in Notre Dame, that cements your legacy for mm-hmm. all time. And to be as close as they are, and then not put all their chips in, would be a hard thing to accept. And I and I and I and I've heard that there's a lot of confidence in the program right now. Like, you know, that kind of like you know, when you hear that they're not a top ten preseason team, that that almost like adds fuel to that fire. This is a very, from what I'm told, a very hungry. A confident group of, of players and coaches because it, it, it has to start there, Sean. Yeah. If the players are confident, the coaches aren't. Eventually, that attitude is going to win out. So it's been it's been exciting to to hear the things that I'm hearing and also hearing it from sources that in the past have told me an opposite story, which is makes it even makes me buy it even more that these are genuine changes that huh. are happening. Well, that's good news, Brian Driscoll from Irish Breakdown. 
NFL.com. And it sounds like they've added former Illinois running back Dre Brown and, and hired him away from Tennessee as an offensive analyst who will also work in recruiting. Do, do you know much about Dre Brown? I know that about five months ago, Dre Brown was in the private sector, and he, he finished his college career relatively recently. I think this is a, a young guy that is they hired away from Tennessee that, that has no track record, but clearly they have identified him as someone that's got some chops and some potential, and they're bringing him in. To, it's going to be kind of a, a recruiting analyst sort of deal that eventually he wants to kind of get into the coaching side of things. So okay. beyond that, I don't know a whole lot about him because – he doesn't have a resume to know a whole lot about other than, you know, his time playing football at University of Illinois. Sure. So, so from a recruiting aspect, you know, any any idea, like, what are the rules? Like, what a, what a guy in a position like this could even help with? I mean, you can call kids. You can talk to kids. Can you? you? Can okay. Be involved in social media. You can watch film. You can kind of help analyze the board. There's a lot of things these kind of people can do. You can also, you know, help organize things, making sure that coaches know who's you know, who's on the board. And if someone's got a knack for watching film, you can say, hey, look, I want you to kind of go through 2023 kids. These are the kids that I'm looking for. Find me kids that have this skill set, that have this kind of GPA, that can get into school and bring me that list. And then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll kind of narrow it down to who we really want from there. And you, you, you can have guys do all types of things. And the more that they can do, the better. But some of them are just going to be, hey, I need you to help be the, you know, the helper in recruiting. You're going to talk to kids. You're going to organize events. You're going to kind of you know, and you'll hear it. You'll hear kids talking about how Nick Lazinski has an impact on him, and you know, and uh, and Chris O'Leary, you know, was a guy that we would hear his name mentioned when he was not a full-time coach, and now he is a full-time coach. You know, Chad Bowden's a guy that you hear a lot about from recruits, who's sort of this is he's the defensive counterpart to what I believe Dre Brown is going to be brought in for. So uh, it, it can be impactful if you do it right, and it's just another example, Sean, of the resources that Brian Kelly is committing to upping the recruiting operation, which has been a need for a while. And it's another example of what we talked about. You're going to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> you're going to tell me you want to be a national champion and the national championship wins. Then you got to show me you're willing to do the things to make that happen. Brian Kelly's doing that. And it started back in January when he went toe to toe with an SEC powerhouse that has no problem throwing money around mm -hmm. and got the job done to get Marcus Freeman here in the first place. Yep, exactly, exactly. All right, I've got some guys that I wanted – to ask you a little bit about there's the elite wide receiver cj williams notre dame is in his final five along with alabama usc texas and stanford how important is he and and what kind of shot do you think they have he's huge i mean they they need to add impact receivers it's an absolute must they can't take that next step without continuing to improve the talent of receiver cj's one of those guys he's 6'2 he's about 200 pounds he's a physical receiver you know, Sean, he reminds me a lot, if you're a comps person, he reminds me a lot of Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. You know, he's not a dynamic speed guy, but he's more of a, what I call a volume pass catcher, you know, where Brayden Lindsey can get to 120 yards on four catches. CJ's going to get there on nine, right. you know, but like that Miles Boykin type of guy. And there's a need for that. And he can be that kind of player. He's a very good route runner, very precise. And he's from Modern Day, which is one of the premier programs in the country. And that's a – that's a Catholic school out west that Notre Dame has not had a lot of success in recently. If you're able to kind of kick down that door and start having more success in modern day, that is going to be huge for Notre Dame. And and uh, I think right now Notre Dame, if I had to say, if I had to rank that list, I'd have Notre Dame at the top. I think they've got a good shot. Now the next step okay. is just closing. I think right now as of today, was it, July 8th, I feel that Notre Dame is in the lead. I think he's going to make a decision here in the next month. 
they've got to make sure that when that decision comes that they're still in the same spot that they're in right now. All right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com talking a little Notre Dame football recruiting. One of their top running back targets, Nick Singleton, committed to Penn State this week. So when you look at that running back position, where do they go from here now with Singleton gone? You know, I, I've wrote about this at Irish Breakdown, and what I've said was Dallin Hayden and Nicholas Singleton were once by the Notre Dame staff. They weren't necessarily needs for the Notre Dame staff. And they've already got Jadarian Price committed, who's a running back that I graded as a top 200 player. I think they're okay at running back. I don't think they need to go to a plan B guy because I don't think the numbers are such that they uh, need to do that. I mean, you could bring Sebo Flemister back for a fifth year if you're worried about the numbers. You could, you know, maybe move somebody there. You could get a grad train. I mean, just for depth, you don't give a scholarship out just for depth. If somebody emerges as a player that's as good as Jadarian Price is in their senior year, then maybe you go for that guy. But, but I think right now Notre Dame is going to focus more of their attention on okay, let's go find our 2023 running back because, like I said, they didn't necessarily need Nicholas Singleton. They wanted Nicholas Singleton. Without him, it's a loss because they wanted him, but yep. you still got a pretty good running back in Denarian Price in the class. How would you kind of evaluate the job Lance Taylor's done recruiting that position? You know, it's been better than it was. You know, I mean, running back recruiting under Audrey Denson was, was shaky at best. I think Lance has done a good job. There's room for improvement, though. You know, you look at they got Logan Diggs, they got Audric Estime, and they got Jadarian Price in the last two classes. And I grade all, graded all those guys as four-star players. But the fact is, is, you know, Logan Diggs is primarily was recruited by Tommy Reese and, Lance, and, and Terry Joseph, who's a Louisiana native. Yeah. You know, Notre Dame beat Michigan State for Audric Estime. With all due respect, that's a running, that's a battle a running backs coach at Notre Dame should never lose. And Jadarian Price isn't a guy that, I, as much as I like him, he they beat Stanford for him. You know, and so I'm sorry, a kid from Texas, you should not lose to Stanford for him. So it's they're they're losing the top. They lost for Will Shipley last year. They lost out on Donovan Edwards last year. They lost out on Sawchuck. They lost out on Singleton. They lost out on Dallin Hayden. So he's losing more battles than he's winning at the top. So even though it's gotten better, I think there is room for improvement. But I'm also someone, Sean, who doesn't think that you necessarily need to have a five-star running back to be successful. I mean, Travis Etienne was not a top 200 back coming out of high school. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was LSU's running back in 2019, was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. You know, there's that kid at Notre Dame. What's his name? Oh, Kyron Williams, <laughs> three-star recruit coming out of high school. So it's about finding talent, and I think in the last two classes they've landed three talented kids. So if I'm being critical, yeah, it needs to get better. You need to start finding a way to beat the big boys for the kids that you want. But at the same time, if you're not going to win those battles, you still need to add talent, and they've definitely added talent the last two years. 
Now, Notre Dame has, you know, racked up the commitments over the last couple of weeks, and Jalen Sneed, the linebacker, is still out there. I believe he's going to be committing next week, and they've already got, you know, a pretty good group of of linebacker commits. So if they can get Jalen Sneed, does that really just kind of put them over the top at the linebacker position? There won't be a team in the country that ends up with a better linebacker class than Notre Dame if they get Jalen Sneed. I mean, right now it's going to be hard for teams to, to catch them. You've got Josh Burnham, who I rank as a top 100 recruit. Nolan Ziegler's got an incredibly high ceiling. Junior Tu Alamaka is a top 100 to 150 caliber player. You've already got three four-star talented linebackers. Then you add Jalen Sneed, who's a, a top 50 recruit. Uh, you know, but that – that's a really talented group, but but more importantly, Sean, if they get Jalen Steed, and right now I'm confident in the position that Notre Dame is in, it's Notre Dame or Oregon. He's set to make his announcement sometime next week. I feel good about where Notre Dame stands right now, but you know, we'll all, as you always know, let's see what happens when he actually makes the decision. Uh, but they, this group of four can play together. There's versatility. You know, Jalen Steed can play at least two positions. They're, they're gonna they want to start him at Rover for what I'm told. I think he okay. can also play Will. Could maybe even play Mike. I mean, he's got a bigger frame than Drew White had at the time. Josh Burnham can play Mike or Will. Uh, he's also big enough where maybe eventually he grows to a guy that you can line up on the edge at times and rush the quarterback. Nolan Ziegler's more of a rover safety type. And Junior Tuialamaka is a Mike. So there's there's flexibility there, and I think that's just as important because your goal is not to win a recruiting rankings battle. Your goal is to bring in football players that you can put on the field together and dominate. And that's what this class brings is right. a really nice complement to each other. What about uh, cornerback Benjamin Morrison? I, I believe he's supposed to commit next week as well. Yeah, Benjamin has uh, has uh, he is planning on making a decision sometime next week. That's been a really interesting recruitment, Sean. Notre Dame was in the lead for a long time. Alabama's coming after him. Washington's coming after him. And as you know, Washington has been a pain in Notre Dame's behind mm-hmm. for ever since Jimmy Lake got there as the defensive coordinator. He has done such a tremendous job of putting defensive backs in the NFL. He's been really tough to beat. They beat him for Asa Turner a couple years ago. They beat him for Kyler Gordon a few years ago, who's now considered a potential first-round draft pick. So he's been a pain in their side. Mike Mickens beat him for Chance Tucker last year, and they, they looked like they were going to beat him for Benjamin Morrison after his visit on the weekend of June 11th. Notre Dame was in the lead. And in Washington, where where his sister, I believe, went to school, uh, sister or brother, he had a sibling, I can't remember which one, went to Washington. And Washington really did a good job, and it looked like they were going to get him. There was all the crystal balls that people love to talk about were flying in for Washington. And it looked like it was going to be there. But as I told people at the time, Notre Dame is still battling. And I'll have I'll have more on that after he makes his decision. But uh because you know, but but they're in a better pl- they're in a whole lot better place today than they were a week ago, and it's a it's a testament to this defensive staff for the fact that if a, if a kid says, "Hey, I'm leaning somewhere else," they're like, "That's fine, we're not going to stop recruiting you," and uh, and and that's how you have to be. And, and it's it's Marcus Freeman, it's Mike Elson, it's Mike Mickens, it's you know it's the whole staff, and that's that's what's needed to be a great recruiting operation. It can't just be Marcus Freeman, it can't just be Mike Mickens or Mike Elston. You have to have a whole staff that's that's really getting after it, and so far they're doing it. And we're going to find out next week if that's going to end up paying off when Benjamin Morrison makes his decision. It's his final three is Notre Dame, Alabama, and Washington. So if you're if you're going toe to toe with those teams for a defensive back, you're in, you're in a good position. Well, now if they get him, I believe that's four corners in that class. So what does that potentially mean? Well, and they also signed four corners last year. <laughs> so. Um, 
what 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 you look at with what Notre Dame is doing, they're recruiting long athletic guys that can cover. And it's really smart and a bit of a head of the game, in my opinion. It's it's a little bit of a you know, you, I like guys that are kind of innovative. And, and what Marcus Freeman and I believe Mike Mickens and the staff see is in this era of air raids and spreading the field and putting three, four receivers on the field, you have to have guys that can cover. In this era of you have to have two quote-unquote safeties and two corners is, well, why can't we have four corners on the field if as long as those corners can do run support and cover the middle of the field and sure. do some of those things? And when you look at the current corners, you know, Devin Moore's 6'3", Benjamin Morrison's 6'1", if they get him. Uh, Jaden Bellamy is a guy that's 5'11", 6' foot, that plays safety in high school, also plays some corner. Last year, Ryan Barnes is like 6'3". Philip Riley's 200 pounds. You know, Chance Tucker's got some length that can play safety. So of the eight corners they've signed, I'd say six of them could project as potential starters as nickels or safeties. And so I think that's what they're looking for is, why are we so focused on positions? Let's look for long, athletic players that can run, that can make plays on the ball, and that can cover. And then we'll figure out how to get the best four or five DBs on the field that Makes way. sense. And I think that's where you have to be. I mean, you have to get away from this. We have to have four D linemen and three linebackers and two safeties corners. We have to be able to match up personnel-wise with Alabama. I don't care what those positions those guys are. You need to make sure you put guys in the field that can match up with Alabama. And I think that's what Marcus Freeman and Mike Mickens and, the, and Mike Elson and the defensive staff were looking to do. All right, Brian, tell everybody what's going on right now at irishbreakdown.com. Well, we have a draft evaluation on our site right now that I think people are going to be interested to see. It's by Ryan Roberts, who's our, our resident draft expert, and he has a breakdown of Isaiah Foskey that is really interesting. And uh, Isaiah Foskey is an intriguing player for NFL draft scouts because of his combination of athleticism and length and potential. And he talks about you know, how a breakout year from Isaiah Foskey could really jump him up draft boards in what is so far looking to be a very deep defensive end class. So if you go to irishbreakdown.com right now, you will see that. Uh, and, and then also you'll see my article that I talked about what I'm hearing about what Brian Kelly is doing and why uh, there's so much excitement and justified excitement about what the work he's putting in on the recruiting trail. All right. Sounds great. Brian Driscoll, irishbreakdown.com. Safe travels. I'll talk to you next week, okay? Thanks for having me on, Sean. All right, absolutely. Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.